Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's cool for the summer. Wait, no, yes, no, it's not, not this cool year. for the summer. That's right. It's, it's. Damn it, this bit still doesn't work because I still don't know what the Machine Gun it's, Kelly song it's, is. It's Machine Gun for the Kelly. We already established this. Okay, fair. But we are here to talk about the past week in WWE, including the upcoming weekend that is SummerSlam. It's in Brooklyn. I'm I'm not in Brooklyn this time. Whoops. I am in Brooklyn this time. I'm not going, though. I don't blame you. But anyway, I'm Owen, joined as always by John. And we're joined as always by everybody out there in internet land. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We are streaming live right now over at Mixler.com slash Zonecast and Twitch.tv slash Ozone Online. Send us your questions and your comments. We are monitoring both the chat there and our Twitter at The Heel Turn. So give us what you got. We'll get to it as we deem fit. Owen? Hello. So I've been uh, studying some international law the past couple days. And from what I'm able to determine, I think that we are the only two people that are allowed to serve in the Australian Parliament now. That's good. I mean, I you just heard bu- about that whole thing? No. All I know about Australia is that I can buy video games from there, and I did that. Well, we'll talk about the video game that you bought from Australia, but... Uh, fun fact, Australia is currently in the middle of a constitutional crisis because, um, for one, their vice president uh, is apparently a dual New Zealand citizen, and you cannot be a dual citizen and be vice president, apparently. I didn't know that. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, apparently, uh, there is a law that states that um, if you... Basically, it says that anyone who has the rights of a of another nation or uh, or kingdom afforded to them uh, is ineligible to serve in parliament. However, New Zealand just passed a law recently that gives Australian citizens full rights to live and work and basically do like anything short of vote in fucking New Zealand. Okay. They're not full citizens, but they have, like, naturalized citizen rights, basically. That's weird. Which means that now nobody can serve in Parliament, apparently! So, that means... I think this is the beginning of Mad Max. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to know. See, I was waiting for you to get there. I'm, I'm on board. Well, good. Now we just need to collect all the water, wear cool masks, and... Uh, just walk away. And paint our faces silver or something. I don't know. We will spare you your lives. Just walk away. Hey, John? Yeah? Remember I said I bought a video game from Australia? You did, and it's a video game that, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. I've been waiting to tell you, I just got my... Uh, email saying that it'll be here tomorrow on, like, Friday because it's being delivered. Nice. Of course, what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the game Sonic Mania. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, I was waiting for the Switch version to come out because I had a collector's edition coming out. It's, it's supposed to come on Thursday, but instead, it, like, the day of, it's like, oh, by the way, actually, it's coming Tuesday. 
but also that was still too long for me to wait. So the way time zones work is that Australia had Tuesday come like before noon on Monday. 16 hour time difference. Yeah, so apparently you could just create an Australian account on your Switch and just get region free games from other places. So I did that. And then I played Sonic Mania on Monday and it's Guess what, John? It's, Go on. It's my favorite game ever made. Okay. That's that's a pretty big that's a pretty big statement to make. Well, my previous favorite game was Sonic 3 and Knuckles. True. They said, what if we made a sequel that's better than than that game in every conceivable way? It has time travel or something. Well, yeah. I mean, but that's 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 not the important part. The important part is... I mean, yeah. I think it's kind of cool that it has the Sonic 3 intro and then time travel happens. Well, I mean, it's not the Sonic 3 intro. Do you not understand what's happening in that beginning part? No. They're flying from the end of Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Remember when they're just flying around the credits are going? Uh, That's them landing, because, yo, we have to land at some point. So wait, does that mean that this is canonically after... Sonic 3 and Knuckles. It has, no. Is, is this, like, canonically uh, a prequel to Sonic 4? Sonic 4 doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure Sonic 4 exists. That's an alternate timeline. I don't want it to exist. No, John, but... John, you don't understand. In Sonic 4, that monitored Sonic's in it, so that doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Because, brief spoiler, they make a, the ending of the game is kind of super insane. And I'm not going to tell you what happens. Okay. But you and I will need to have some conversations because. What is that okay. ending? Okay, I I like the sound of this. I feel like it's something that Sega said you should do this, and, and, they, and then they did it the best way they could, and also explains a lot about the whole, what's going on in the entire game. Sega's like, whatever, man, I don't give a fuck. I I, I wish I could say more. We don't think this game's gonna sell very well. No, John, I wish I I wish I could tell you more about what I mean by that, but you have to play the game. Well, all right then. But yeah. It's got it, it. It hit all my checkpoints that I wanted. I said it needs that blue sphere. It's got blue sphere in it. Seems like it has a lot of blue sphere in it. Yeah, I I beat them all. Spo- spoilers. You know what happens when you beat them all? You get more blue sphere. You damn right you do. Including a new mode of blue sphere that I'm not going to tell you about because it's fucking crazy. Okay. They're like, yo, remember blue sphere? What if we what if we put more spheres in it? That do different things. Okay then. So yeah, I'm I'm playing those and it's amazing because it's I have to like totally recontextualize what I'm doing in Blue Sphere and it's great. I got that. I'm gonna play as not Tails and Knuckles, including having Tails be able to fly me everywhere. That's in the game. I want a specific zone to be in the game. It's in the game. I want references to certain things. They're in there. It, it's pretty much hit all the checkpoints I said this game needs to do to surpass Doctor and Knuckles. So, yep, it's the best game. You should play it. And then once you I mean, beat I it, I want to play it. Once you beat it, then we're gonna have an off-air long discussion about this game. Okay. 
Or maybe we will have it on air somewhere. Maybe we'll put a bonus podcast somewhere. A, a, a Sonic Mania spoiler cast. Over at Zonecast.com. It's a website. Yeah, I, I don't want to go too, you know, ramble on too much about that, but, uh... Yeah, I have it on Switch, I have it on PS4. I'm streaming my PS4 plays of it. I, If you're watching, if, if you're tuning in live, I'll probably be doing it later tonight. That's all I got about Sonic Mania. It's, it's the best game ever made. It sounds like a video game. It sure is. Of quality, perhaps. Mm-hmm. You don't know anything else besides what you saw, Giant Bombs thing, right? Nope, that's that's all I know. Good, and there's uh, there's you a know, lot of more stuff. There's a lot more stuff. Which honestly, basically, the stuff that was in that quick look was all basically stuff I knew, with the exception of the the one boss fight there. Yeah, uh, but you, you also don't know any of the other zones, right? No. And you didn't watch the launch trailer because don't watch that launch trailer. They spoil a lot. No. Good. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting those texts of you yelling, "What the fuck?" Video games. All right then. So uh, video shames, in fact. You mean like a Twitch channel, like a Twitch.tv slash video underscore shames? That's that's potentially a thing that exists. Eh, seems okay. Eh, it's whatever. And John, but you know this is a big week in professional wrestling. Yeah, it's like the. Second biggest. Second biggest, yeah. I was going to say the biggest of the summer, but yeah, but, that that too. Well, yeah, of the summer, yeah. But the second biggest of... No, I'd say third biggest of the year. I, I put the Royal Rumble ahead of SummerSlam. Did you... I don't know. I mean, except for this year, like, there's usually not that much happening around that... Whereas opposed to, like, SummerSlam has always been, like, you know, that's when they start doing the, the 2K game reveal, and, like, they have a bunch of, like, you know, they used to have, like, the whole access stuff. Like, I feel like they've, they've always traditionally done more for SummerSlam than they have Royal Rumble. Yeah, but now there's a takeover attached to it, and yeah. there's, there's two brands, and they're setting up for WrestleMania. This is the beginning of, you know, this is where we start setting the place all the stories for WrestleMania, so. Yeah, true. I think it's pretty big. It is no argument that it's big. But, John, the point is, I want to talk about uh, wrestling news. Would you like to talk about wrestling news? I don't know why you're not just playing the song. Hey, John? Beedle-a-bop. Hey, John. What's up? Shall we start off with sad news? No. I mean, yes. But... Just rip off the band-aid. Let's just go. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, Ric Flair. Yeah. Jeez. That's, it sounds like everything He's not bad. dead, John. He's not dead. You scared the shit out of me by texting me that, and that was not cool. That was extremely not cool to, to say that when he was in critical condition. Shame on you. It was a pun. I don't care. It's still like getting a text that says R.I.P. Flair is very upsetting. <laughs> Please do not do that. But yeah, Ric Flair is alive and he's out of surgery, which he had because he was in critical condition and taken to the emergency room or the ICU and um, 
He's still in critical condition, but... Yeah, he's still in critical condition, which is very important to note. But the, the surgery was successful. Yeah, and uh, the reports that it was something with his colon? Yeah, people, originally people thought it was his heart, but no, it's something with his colon. That apparently has been so bad that, like, it's spread to other places, like his kidneys. Jeez, so... Like, yeah, like, apparently, from things I reading was reading, he's apparently on dialysis right now, because, like whatever was going on with his colon also gave him kidney failure. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Like, things are very bad. Well, hopefully he can pull through, because, I mean, Ric Flair survived getting struck by lightning. I'm pretty sure he can survive this. Survived a fucking plane crash. That, too. I mean, he's the limousine driving and Jeff flying. You know? Eventually, one of those things are gonna crash. But ain't gonna stop Ric Flair. So, uh, from all of us at ProWrestling.cool, we're wishing uh, Rick the best. Speedy recovery. We expect to see you in the bar soon. To steal a joke that I got from from the internet. Uh-huh. Flair never put over a cologne once. He's not. He shouldn't start yet. That's, that's real good. That's real good. Damn you, internet. Yep. I can't, I can't. We need to move on. That's, that's pretty fucking good. Uh, so here's some news that broke on Monday. And I read it and I went, God damn it, why? Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, WWE had a three-year contract with Brooklyn to have SummerSlam. They did! Culminating in this year, which is the 30th anniversary, or the 30th annual SummerSlam. It's like, oh, that's cool. And then we're going to move on somewhere else, right? To oh. which I said to you, nah, man. Remember when they were all like, yeah, we're going to do L.A. for a bunch of years. And then we'll go somewhere else. And then they stayed in L.A. Yeah. Well, they're staying in Brooklyn for at least one more year. At least at least one more year. So that includes, you know, the TakeOver and the, the SummerSlam and then the Raw and the SmackDown after. John, I can't. I can't go. To, I can't go next year. I can't. You know why? You can't or you won't. I can't. I can't <laughs> afford it because I'm going to the Royal Rumble. Oh, right. I forgot about that. Why are they playing two major pay-per-views in the Northeast in the same year? What are you doing? I mean... They technically are in New York. Yeah, and? Maybe they're just going back to being a regional company for a while. I mean, if they hold all the pay-per-views up in the Northeast and just say fuck everywhere else, I'd, I'd be okay with that. I mean, I my, wallet, too, my, my wallet would be super mad, because I'd want to go to all the shows, but... Ain't that how it always is, though. But see, here's the thing, like... It, it kind of cannibalized itself with the uh, Battleground... Because no one wanted to go to that because they were all going to SummerSlam. Mm. Except for me, I did the opposite because I'm an idiot. But I don't care. I saw a Punjabi prison. I'm, I'm fine. I don't need to see uh, Demon Balor get uh, his shoulder fucked up again. You didn't even need to see the match that happened in the Punjabi prison. The prison was enough, apparently. I mean, that's all I saw. So I, I'm glad I didn't expect anything else because that's literally all I saw was the structure. 
<laughs> but yeah, Royal Rumble and SummerSlam are in the Northeast in 2018. I'm, I've already made my decision. I'm going to the Rumble. Maybe you should look into going to SummerSlam. Maybe. I mean, honestly, I've been... I'm not going to lie. I've been looking into just, like, getting nosebleed seats for SummerSlam or NXT. I can't I can't do NXT, unfortunately. Because I have I have a birthday party I need to go to. But, That's understandable. This, this takeover looks like it's going to be kind of lame. Ah, I don't know if I'd go that far. Like, I'm, I'll give you... I don't, I don't think, think it looks like the best takeover... Like, I think that mm-hmm. there were takeovers this year that I think had better cards, yeah. but I don't think it looks bad. John, I, I think only two of the matches appeal to me, and only one of them is a title match. Okay. I, I, I'm talking about the, uh, Alistair well, we'll Black. Ta- I will tell why, okay, yeah, the Tommy match. Fine. Cool. I and, was gonna say, why don't we talk about it when we talk about NXT predictions, but... No, I, did, I mean, I'm just saying the two matches I think are look good. I'm not telling you who I think is going to win. I also think the tag match looks good, but I, I don't. I have no interest in anything else in that card. But, we'll, but we will talk about all the matches uh, at the end of the show. So make sure you stick around for that. I think there's one match that you are seriously discounting. Well, you know my opinions of that person. I'm, I'm, no, I, I don't actually. All right, well. We'll we'll talk about it later. Because I think you don't know what match I'm talking about. Okay. Again, we will. We, that's a tease for later. Hey, John. Yes. How about we step away from WWE and talk about a little something called Global Force Wrestling? Oh man, we're gonna talk about this. I thank God. Of course we are. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Because this is a shit show. Oh yeah. And so um, Alberto El Patron. You know the the now former Global Force Wrestling slash Impact Wrestling Unified Champion, former Del Rio, or and also former Del Rio, and I guess currently still fiance of Paige. Unfortunately, uh, yeah, uh, he was stripped of the GFW title and is still suspended indefinitely from the company. Yep, despite the fact that he has been cleared of all charges. With the incident that happened. And you know what's pretty funny? What? Have you heard his response? Oh yeah, that's also in the notes that he is saying that it was his idea. (laughs) Yeah, sure it was. Let me tell you something, John. Mm Mm-hmm. It it wasn't. No. They told him first, and then he spun it around because he's an idiot. Of course he did. So yeah, um... No, the company put the statement out first, then up the printer was like, actually, no, it was me, I did it. It was me, I said, oh, yeah, like, you guys, you guys, like, this is fine, you know, I got, you're just doing the right thing or whatever, like, I'm just not gonna have you guys deal with this controversy that I'm totally right about and totally, like, haven't done anything wrong here why are you looking at me like that? I hate having championships. I also hate wrestling, so I'm just going to continue to be suspended and not have these belts. It's cool, man. I'll go do my uh, my combat sports thing. Oh, wait, no. Wait, wait, John, I'm, I stepped back John, from that, too. John. What? That's not a nice way to talk about what happened with Paige. 
Wow! Heel turn. <laughs> we I haven't even, had we haven't had one of those moments in a while. I had to bring it back. I don't even know where to go from there. Good, that's where I, where I wanted to end it. Fuck Alberto El Rio. Yes, Alberto El Patron, whatever the fuck you want to call him. Oh, just say Alberto. Fuck that dude. Yep. Jesus Diaz, if we're going to power word him. Uh, how about we uh, we move away from Global Force, thank God, and uh, not even going back to WWE, let's go to Netflix. Oh, okay. Because this news broke late last week, and it's a little show called Glow. It's a show that I very much enjoy. The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling. It's a show that my lady friend also really, really enjoys. Hell yeah. I was fucking hype about this news. Season 2 is confirmed. Say what? Season two is happening. Say what? I'm excited. I really, really like that show. And even people don't like wrestling like this show, so... Absolutely. But this raises one question for me, though. What's up? The entire cast is back, right? Um, so as far as I know, yeah. I haven't heard anyone not be coming back. Well, hell yes. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's awesome. And, uh, as long as I still get my uh, Awesome Kong. Of course, she's not doing anything else. She's 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 uh, she's around. Uh, but John, we have one more bit of news, and this is something that you wrote. It is. So, um, I I don't know about this. So why don't you inform me? Um. Yeah. So I I think that you know just as a nice little PSA thing here, because I I saw it and I thought it was a very nice thing. Um, So, basically, uh, Mike Bennett, who you may also know as Mike Kanellis in the WWE uh, of the SmackDown roster fame. Do we we know him? Because he's not around much anymore. Hey, man. This is the greatest love he's ever known. Uh, And it was ever known. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's certainly getting some time, even if it, that time is like you know, parading around with his wife. And, I mean, he's and, got, and got a for her. He's got a great wife. Sure. I have honestly no. I I have like actual opinion connection. on Maria Canellas whatsoever. I, I have like actual connections with her, so I have yes, to I'm say, aware. I have to say this. I have well, to be clear. Don't. You just you know, actually believe it, so. What? 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 Saying you don't have to say it, you just actually believe it, so. John, just tell me I what this news is. I was complimenting you, fucking Christ! I know, I'm not used to compliments. John, just tell me about this news, please. It's goddamn worse. Basically, Mike Canellis posted a, an Instagram post talking about how he had, you know, like many people in, let's say, not just wrestling, but this entire fucking country, uh, has, you know, been fighting a painkiller addiction. I thought you were going to say Nazis. No. You know, it would be nice if he was fighting Nazis, but no, he he opened up about the fact that he has, you know, been for several years uh, fighting an an opioid addiction that, you know, he kept from many people, including his his wife. My wife. Yeah, and, you know, I, I just... I really appreciated that 
he opened up about that, and I know that, you know, there's such a fucking stigma around fucking drug addiction in this goddamn society, mm-hmm. like, and especially with the fucking opioid crisis, and I think that for him to come out and be honest and open with his struggles and, like, you know, share his experiences with fucking the fans and everyone to say that, you know, not only, like... Is he someone that, like, understands the gravity of this, but, like, is someone is living proof that you can fight it? Like, fucking great on him. He's, I have nothing but respect for, for Mike Nels for this. That's great. I, I hope they start using him more. Yeah, absolutely. That's, and that's, that's my piece. That's all I want to say is Mike Nels is a wonderful dude, and I sincerely applaud him for, for being so honest and open about, about his struggles. I'm glad, I'm glad we started with real bad news and we ended up on really good news. Indeed. So, um, shall we move on to talk about the the weekly television? That's the thing that we can do. Here's the thing, though, John. I'm looking at the raw notes. I don't see anything. I got I got some stuff here. I'll, I'll add them in. Okay, I'm just making sure. Like you're, I thought you were just be like, fuck it, just throw up the fingers and just walk out. Oh no, I'm I'm unfortunately prepared. Are you prepared? Yeah, this show was bad. Oh yeah, I I, I know. I watched part of it because I'm a bad person. Yeah, and I mean, in fairness, it's not that it was just like bad as much as it was just once again it was fucking boring. And you know, in fairness, no, it's you, a go. What, what are you talking about, John? This is the greatest Raw ever because SummerSlam has come early. Come early, y'all. Let's the most exciting SummerSlam matches, like the Cruiserweight Championship match. Hey John, this is like the first time everyone, anyone's ever been hyped about something coming early. Heel turn. Heel turn. There right. we go. Sorry, I just had that. I just had that's that a good thumb one. joke in my head, and I had that's to... a good. No, that's a good one. That's one that that we can all accept. But I'm trying to avoid talking about these cruiserweights. Doesn't make me sad. <laughs> John. Since I was the champion now, that's that's literally all that you need to say. Nobody huh? cares. Huh? Huh. You know why they did this? To try and make people care. No, that's not why, because they already know, like, hey, the the title match is going to be on the, uh, the pre-show. Instead of having the title change on something that no one's going to watch, why don't we do it on the television show that people actually watch? And then have the rematch on the kickoff. I suppose when you put it that way, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's just... Well... What? It's it's like, you know, cool, you, you did the title change. Neville is not the champion anymore. Well, they were going to do the title I change don't anyway. don't care. Like, it's, that's kind of the problem, is still, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter when they did the title change. I don't care. But, it's it's but, the cruiserweight division. But I have an important question. Yeah. Do you care about Neville's Twitter? I haven't seen Neville's Twitter, so... You should see how Neville's Twitter was on Monday after he lost. On well, Monday going into Tuesday. You, you give, me know a, give me a cliff notes. Um, he tweeted out no in all caps. Then he quote tweeted himself and added to it yelling no. And then he quote tweeted that tweet and then said no. And then quote tweeted that tweet and said no. And then he quote tweeted that tweet and said no. And then that just went off for a while. So Neville is now Daniel Bryan, apparently. 
Yes, and also he's just he's also completely unhinged and an insane person now. I mean, he's kind of been that for a little bit. Who else is going to call oh, no. themselves the king? Oh no, see now he's not the king. He's just an insane person who feels entitled but doesn't have a crown. So he's even more dangerous. He's the deposed king, please. The fallen king. The king and ooh, I like that. There you go. Ooh, man, they should go with that. That's why they'll never do it, though. Of course not. <laughs> They've never stolen anything that I've said on this podcast. Yeah, but they don't steal the good stuff. They just steal the bad ones. That's true, okay. They only steal the ones where it's like, when wouldn't it be dumb if they did that? Oh, shit. To, to be fair, when I, when I came up with the name The Vaude Villains, that was pretty good. Look at where I got them. Okay. I didn't say all my ideas were always good for a period. Of, they won tag belts. Remember, remember did. that? I yes, I remember. We, we were there, and then we were rewarded for our dedication to Blue Pants, and then we were immediately punished, and Blue Pants was never seen again. Yeah, what happened there? Well, she <laughs> was their valet. Was then... killer, and then fucking never seen again. She was their valet. She had this whole like you know. Look, new look and everything, and then they never signed her, and she went away? Yeah. They had Alexa Bliss pin her that one time in that match that was clearly filmed after, before that fucking takeover, and Blue Pants was never seen again. Great. They never signed Leva Bates. Biggest mistake. Actually, she's she's not in the she's not in the May Young, is she? No. Of course not. Calls. Yeah, fine. John, is it though? Well, no. The the whole May Young Classic thing is insane. Have, do, do you know how they're structuring that, right? No, actually, I don't. Oh, so um, they're putting out so like the day after SummerSlam, they're putting out four episodes on demand. Okay. And then later on, they're gonna put out the other half. What? And then they're gonna have the finals live. I knew about the final live, but really, they're just, like, putting them out, like, fucking haphazardly? They, like, whatever! No, they're, they're doing the whole, like, it's Netflix binge type thing. That's how people watch television now, so they're just doing that with the May Young Classic, so... That's I can't dumb. cover it week to week, like, the Cruiserweight Classic. I'm just gonna have to say, hey, I watched these episodes. It was good. Good wrestling. That, I'd... You know, I honestly, like, I, I get that there are people that really like to just, oh, it's all out, I can binge it now, but I really, I really do appreciate just, like, the, nah, man, here's a new episode every week. You get one, you gotta wait for the next one. Like, well, John, I don't know. Let's at least see the positive out of this. Now we don't have to move the live version of Heel Turn an hour later. Fair. So there you go. They haven't ruined our Wednesday nights. What else happened on the Monday Night Raw? Well, you want to know about the uh, second thing of SummerSlam coming early? Gross, but... What? Told me to come, but I was already there. Yep. Let's just keep going with this. What, and there got? was... And the earth was shaking. The I, I actually don't know the lyrics to You Shook Me All Night Long. Great. Good job. Um, but fucking Finn Balor and Bray Wyatt fought. Because they were punching each other backstage for some reason. Because fighting! Because angry! So angry. 
We have the furiousness! And then Kurt Angle's like, fuck it! Wrestle now! SummerSlam comes early! Fight now! And they had a match, and I didn't care. Very wise to check out my bucket! Yep. Well, first he said, hey, check out you not pinning me with this coup de grace and then me sister Abigailing you. Oh yeah, I forgot the part where they actually had a finish to the match. What the fuck? Yeah, Bray Wyatt won clean. Whoopsies. And then he dumped the bucket. He's like, check out this bucket of... And then you know, they bleeped out what he said and said, it's red viscous acidic liquid. Fucking blood, dude. He dumped blood on him. Dumped blood on him. He said, hey man, I decided that doing Cape Fear is kind of boring. Now I'm going to do Carrie. Because oh, why not? That's that's fine. It, you know the reason, the only reason they did this, right? Obviously. It was all an excuse so that they could have a fucking justification for Finn Balor to be the demon and it's, do this match all over again. The only problem is this is really bullshit justification and I hate all of this. Yeah. Because now it's just going to be 50-50 booking. Yeah, also, I, I'm, I'm starting to wonder now, is the crowd in Brooklyn going to treat the demon like they tre- like uh, Toronto treated Bailey? By saying, this is booked badly, we're not going to cheer it. I don't think so. I mean, outside of the entrance, because obviously people are like, oh, throw my hands up in the air with the Okay, lights. yes. If we're talking about beyond the entrance, then no, definitely. This remember, s- this belt sucks. Yeah, I'm gonna say remember, we were in that crowd that that the demon has first main roster. Thing. We didn't give a fuck about but, that. The belt like, sucked. We're like, yo, this belt is fucking terrible, and it's still here. Why? Because they don't care. Make make it darker. Make the red darker. Still don't care. It's a it's it's a bad belt. It is a really bad belt. I've seen the replica in person. It's not good. Not a fan. Hold on, John. What? What? Do you think the Brooklyn crowd is going to chant this belt sucks again? No. At, at the same belt? No. It was a one-time thing. Oh, that'd be really funny if they did it again. <laughs> oh, well. But yeah, Demon. the demon's coming. Good. We already know that the belt sucks now. There's no need to keep belaboring the point. Also, the demon on the main roster sucks. Eh, the demon on the main roster doesn't suck. It's just so, the demon on the main roster hasn't really done anything. Yeah, but what's done has been he he wrestled a match with Seth Rollins that was hijacked by the crowd, and also whoops, it killed Finn Balor. And he now, still won. I know. And the second thing is. Yo, he's fighting Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt fucking sucks, and his feud is terrible. Well, that's the bigger issue. They haven't learned to, yo, make this a big deal. Like, why didn't, like, him... Why didn't they have weeks and weeks of Bray Wyatt getting into Finn's head and trying to awaken a demon, and then all of a sudden, when Bray's in the ring, we have... Finn in full face paint show up in the darkness on the Titantron and say, I'm coming to get you. You've, you've pushed me too far. Like, that would have made sense. It would have been good. Nine said, oh, look, this bucket of not blood. Now I'm being all, I'm a pouty Irishman. Now I'm going to take off my jacket and put on my face paint. Because now I'm mad. 
<laughs> okay, I pretty much summed it up, didn't I? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't think it's that bad, but I think like, it's, I think it's really bad. It's 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 pretty dumb. Red, I'm not gonna viscous, I'm not gonna sit here and say that it's not liquid. pretty dumb, and that like it wouldn't be cooler if they gave you know made the demon like something cooler and scarier than just like. Oh, I know what they could do, John. What if they give him a chainsaw? I mean, it went so well the last time. You know, a chainsaw doesn't have the actual chain on it, and also he doesn't just go to the ring and murder his opponent with it. He could be Jack the Ripper. Yes, the Brooklyn's own Jack the Ripper. Maybe he's only allowed to be the demon in Brooklyn now. That'd be, that'd be kind of funny. Do you think he's gonna have a weird Brooklyn uh, thing? No. Is, is the demon's not gonna come out with a backwards baseball cap? No, he's not going to come out looking like the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh, that would be even better. That would be really good, don't get me wrong. I think that these are all great ideas that they should definitely do. I'm just saying, nah, man. Like, realistically, we haven't seen the demon in literally a year to the day. Yeah. I know. So they need to reintroduce the demon. Like, legitimately. They, they didn't reintroduce him! Remember how they had the big introduction on Raw last year? Like, yo, we're gonna give you a full fucking entrance and everything so you know what this thing is? I, mean, I do. I remember it being really bad yeah, and, and, like, cool, you gave away the demon on Raw. Yeah, but they also, had, a, and they also had video packages, though, and explaining, like, yo, this is what happens when he becomes a demon. I mean, the video packages were fine. Like, those were well done and good. It's just, like, the part where they f fucking put the demon on, on the Raw before SummerSlam. Oh, no, like, no, that sucked, but at least it was something compared to this. Like, I'm, again, I'm not saying that this isn't, that this isn't dumb as shit and not well done. It 100% is dumb as shit. It is 100%. Like this entire Bray Wyatt feud. Man, what if he makes the ring in the worms? Projections. Uh, please no. I mean, it went so well last time. Hell yeah, man. Let's go. So, yeah, this is bad. Is there anything else that they're doing to ruin SummerSlam on the Monday nights? Um, yeah, you want to talk about the Intercontinental Championship match that's going to happen at SummerSlam? Did they actually announce it? No, there isn't one! <laughs> what? What? The Miz what? does not seem to have a match at SummerSlam this year. Whoopsies! I mean, the, the prestigious Intercontinental Championship. And all this time they've been building J Jordan, uh, Jason Jordan. They're yeah. Not, they're not culminating any of this? This week, he was supposed to have a match with Jason Jordan. Uh-huh. And then, you know, the fucking Miz Taraj got involved, and, and, you know, Miz got disqualified. But then it turned into a fucking six-man tag between Jordan... Wait. with The Miz Taraj and Jordan and the Hardys. Wait. So they, had, they teased having the Miz and Jason Jordan have a singles match, and then have, you know, these four other people interfere which would set up a six-man tag. 
Yep. Of all these people that have nothing to do on Sunday, and you could have made a great pre-show match out of this, and instead they did it on the Raw. Yep. So what are what are these what are any of these people doing on Sunday? Uh, I don't know. I mean, with the revival not able to do a match, like they literally said, like, well, you you're gonna have a match with the revival on Sunday, but. Dash Wild, Dad, Scott Dawson's injured, so whoopsies. So they could have used this to give them a match, but they didn't. Seemingly not. I mean, hey, maybe they'll announce something. Like, God knows, the fucking pre-show is going to be a billion hours anyway, and then they'll have, like, a fucking four-hour show, so... Excuse me, four-and-a-half-hour show. Yeah, you're right. God damn it. Overrun. God damn it. You, you, who who even knows how long it would have been last year if Brock Lesnar didn't decide to legitimately murder Randy Orton? I know, right? He kind of saved us. A they, little bit. He's like, I'm, I'm sending these guys home. Now you're dead. He broke the rules, send the fans home happy, but he at least sent the fans home. Yeah, happy's not the word I would use. No. Scarred. Remember when he killed Shane McMahon? Yeah, I... I remember walking through Times Square, holding my Russell chair, going, what the fuck did this happen? Also, I need a hamburger. This did, in fact, happen. Confirmed. That's one thing I'm going to miss about SummerSlam this year, is not walking around Times Square with you, holding a Russell chair, eating hamburgers. Hooray! That was pretty fun. It was pretty fun. But anyway... Hmm? Uh, yeah, those three don't seem to be doing anything, though, on Sunday. Awesome. Six, rather, so, cool. Great. Good job. Which, I mean, you know, I, in fairness, one argument that you could make is that maybe it is a good idea that this match is not, this Intercontinental Championship match is not happening, because, let's be honest, nobody likes Jason Jordan. You want to hear my prediction? What? They're going to have the Intercontinental title match the day after on the Raw. I could see it. And the crowd's going to be so upset about it. Yep. Or either that or they're going to be exhausted because, you know, they just had two straight nights of wrestling. It's just going to be like, as basically everyone is when Jason Jordan comes out now, they'll just be like, whatever. You know who else? Uh, had that same reaction on Raw this week? Uh, who's that? Um, Emma versus Mickey James. Well, yeah, because we all knew where it was going. Yeah, they do, like, people we like, except they don't have stories, and they're out here to fill time, and it's pretty obvious. And it's not even just that, as much as it's like, hey, the only person, seemingly the only person in the, the entire division who's getting a story is Emma, but they're doing it in the fucking passive-aggressive way where, look, as we've said on the show before, like, there is no reason for them not to, like, be fucking totally down with Emma. She's incredibly talented. Mm -hmm. Like, we've we've talked about on the show before that, like, you know, the fucking talk uh, and rumors are that, like, fucking backstage people fucking adore her and that, like, Nikki Bella was, like, really pushing for her to have a fucking title reign. Weird, people not backstage are also really behind her. Yeah, weird how that works, right? I just wish they would do something with her. 
So instead, they're like, oh, you like her? You want us to fucking give Emma a chance? Fine, but we're going to make you sorry that you did it. By having her lose to Mickey James because reasons. Has Mickey... I'm going to ask you something as the stat lord here. Uh, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Okay, pull up. Has Mickey James won a match on Raw before this? Oh, see, I don't know that answer because... Because I'm pretty sure the answer is this is the first match that Mickey James has won on Raw. I don't believe that. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that one of those uh, six-woman tags, she was on the Wayne team. But if you mean singles match, probably. Well, definitely singles match. I, I actually was not even thinking about that, but probably. But, like, this is the first time that she has pinned someone, certainly. Yeah, according to this, the win-loss stats for this year, she is in last place... Of the Raw women. You know who's in place right above her? Dana Brooke? Emma. Oh, god damn it! Dana Brooke is right above them. Okay. But fun fact, Alicia Fox has a better record than Alexa Bliss right now. Alright then. Yep. Alexa Bliss has uh, lost a lot lately. Also... So I'm not surprised. Fun fact, the, the two women that had the number one contenders match for the title are the only two women on Raw with positive win-loss records. Wow. Yep. Okay. That's... Did that match happen? Yeah, it sure did. The Sasha Banks against the Nia Jax? It sure did. I didn't see it. How, how'd that go? It was alright. I mean, the match was fine. It was, you know, we've seen these guys fight pretty recently. These ladies fight pretty recently and, you know, it was a lot of that again. You know, Nia Jax spends a bunch of the match dominant and like sends the early part of the match just you know trucking her but then Sasha's able to fight back and use her cutting skill and everything and Sasha tapped her out to the bank statement in the middle of the ring really she tapped uh not only that but Sasha or she had her in the bank statement she uh she almost got to the ropes Sasha dragged her back from the ropes back to the middle of the ring and bank statemented her again, and then she got the tap out. Oh, fuck off. So, you spent all these, like, I honestly don't understand what they're doing, is the truth here. It's like, you spent all these weeks making Nia Jax seem like this imposing threat that, like, no one can fucking stop. Like, you had your fucking match with the former number one contender, you know, the person who beat the current number one contender, and she beat Nia not because, like, she, you know, legitimately beat her, like, she didn't pin her, she won on a count out, because, like, she was able to use her cunning and her speed to trick Nia into running into the fucking steel steps and, and knocking herself out for, uh, for the ref's count. Mm-hmm. Like, again, a legitimate strategy, but, like, that's not a strong victory, let's say. Yeah, I agree. And then you have the person that lost to the former number one contender just, like, tap her out like it's nothing. Like, and I don't mean, you know, like it's nothing, like, you know, in that, like, Nia didn't look competitive in that match because of course she did, but, like, that kind of fucking tapping her out like that, I feel like, totally undermines, like, how tough and how, like, badass they've been making her out to be in the past several weeks, months, 
what have you. Absolutely. Like, I don't understand why you're giving Sasha Banks a stronger victory over Nia, especially a week after, like, you had that match where, you know, Nia versus uh, Mickey James and Dana Brooke, and Nia, like, trucked them in, like, three minutes, four minutes. That makes them look pretty shitty. Yeah. And, like, what does that say about Nia that, like, you know, she can beat Bailey, like, but she can't beat Sasha in a strong way? Mm hmm. Yeah, the women's division sucks. It, it just, it feels like they have no concrete plan, is the problem. Duh. Of course they don't. They don't know how to book this division. Yeah, it just feels like they're just, like, throwing shit against the wall and being like, whatever, well, Bailey didn't work, so I guess this now. At least the like, women on SmackDown have As much as I, I still think that, like, going with Nia would not have been a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, the way that they put Sasha Banks in that role just didn't, just makes Nia look weak in comparison. And that's not good. Nope. That's bad. Um, anything else going on on Raw? Yeah, man. Um, we gotta talk about the biggest match of, uh, Sunday. Like, literally biggest? Yeah, absolutely. W- what are you talking about? Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo Amore in a shark cage. Aren't you so excited? No! Exciting match. Watch this. I don't want to talk about it. I saw the segment. Cass tried to say words, and the crowd was not wanting to hear him say words, and, you know, he didn't really play it super well. I think he played it pretty well. Because he just made the crowd louder, which was great. Yeah, I mean, I let me rephrase that. I, I think that when he started cutting into his actual promo and just being like... I. I think that the way he played it in certain ways of just, like, letting them do stuff was good, but, like, then I think the way he dropped it was, like, he just started cutting into his actual promo, and his actual promo was kind of shit. Oh, yeah, but that part, yeah. Like, the the part where it felt like he was ad-libbing when he was just talking about how fucking Enzo is this little jester that nobody fucking understands what he's saying, least of all, like, the people in the audience, but it's just like... I don't get it, but it's funny, so I'll laugh. Like, that felt like some ad-lib shit that was really fucking good, but then he just, like, started into the, like, oh, the big show is, I'm the big man, the big show is scared of me, and just, like, it just, everybody started fucking tuning out, because it was just like, you're not selling this at all, though. Mm Mm-hmm. But what about the part with the shark cage? Yeah, the shark cage was in the ring, and uh, Big Show was like, I'm going to punch you in the face, because I'm the Big Show, and that's a thing I do. And then Gals and Anderson showed up and started beating them up for some reason, and then they broke the Big Show's hand in the cage, potentially. Why? So, I don't know. So now they have a justification for how Big Show is going to lose because he can't use the knockout punch. Why? Because for some reason, that's a thing that we needs to worry about. Because Why? the fact 
Because somehow the fact that Big Cass is beating him, beating him basically every single time, but hasn't really won them because fucking Enzo jumps him from behind every single time. Mm-hmm. I don't know. This is dumb. Reasons. Stop throwing shit, John. She's just because you're so upset about this. The cat decided that she did not like me talking about this match. So let's move on. What else we got? Uh, what else we got? Um, that tag match is happening. They finally, after seemingly years of teasing, are Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose ever going to be friends again? Like, they did 20 more minutes of teasing it and making them fight for some reason, and then, well, I guess we'll be friends again now. I heard that they fisted each other. They did, in fact, fist each other. That's delightful. No, that's Matt Hardy. It's, uh... He has all the words. I don't have the words. Matt Hardy has all the words. Anyway, that that match is happening. Mm Hmm? On Sunday. Great. Are you you excited? No. no. Because it's either one of two ways. Either they win the belts and who cares? Or... Dean Ambrose turns on Seth Rollins, and that'd be great. And I don't have faith in that happening now. Well, all right then. But I really hope it does. Or at least they win, or maybe they win the belts, and then on Monday he turns on them. Be pretty wild. Yep. What else we got? But then again, like the problem with that is, let's let's remember Owen. Who are the faces in that division? There are no faces. There's two faces. Matt Hardy, Matt and Jeff Hardy, and them. That's four. Two teams, come on. Alright, you said faces. Literally, there's four faces. Don't be pedantic! Okay. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That, that's happening. Also happening is the Universal Championship match. And the people in that match had like a big stare down in the main event and were all like, I'm saying words. And then, well, first Paul Heyman came out and he said a lot of words. And then Samoa Joe came out and he said a whole bunch of words. And then Braun Strowman came out and he said a whole bunch of words. And Roman Reigns came out and he just punched people in the face because he's a dick. Great. Then Brock Lesnar and... Braun Strowman made angry faces at each other. Hey, 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 John. What's that? So, the whole build-up for your Universal Championship on Raw has been, hey, let's have all the guys in this match beat each other up for weeks. Including yeah. this week. Did you, yeah, now you're getting it. Did you know that over on SmackDown for the WWE Championship, Jinder Mahal and Shinsuke Nakamura haven't touched each other a single time in this whole build? I'm aware of this, yes. Weird, right? It's as if they're like saving something for the pay-per-view where you want to see these guys fight, but you're not just giving it away constantly to the point where it just becomes another one of those. But if we show it to you so many times, then maybe you'll be like, oh, I liked that when I saw it, so I guess I'll watch it again, because that's how things work, right? Literally all all these guys except for Brock Lesnar fought at the 
what was it, Payback? Was that the one before Great Balls of Fire? Yeah. Yeah, these guys have fought all before, and then they also all fought again on Raw, and now they're fighting No, Extreme Rules. Extreme Rules, thank you. So, we've seen these guys fight a whole bunch. I don't want to see them fight again, unless Brock Lesnar's going to suplex everybody. But that's getting kind of old. Yeah, like, they need to do more than that. Brock Lesnar needs to do more than suplex people. That's all he does. How about he loses the belt, then he goes fights the John Jones? You said that's not going to happen, though. Oh, I know it's not. But what if it did? Just so he can go away. I wouldn't argue. Is that it for Raw? Uh, do you want to talk about this week's Elias segment? Can we play a game of It's Raw, Do You Care? Sure. Alright, lay it on me. It's Elias, do you care? Uh, depends. Did he have a match? No. He Then I care. Uh, okay. Uh, he played a song about how Boston is terrible. Accurate. And it was great. It was it was really accurate. Boston is terrible. Yep. It is a hellhole and a cesspit, and it was a really good song, and I appreciated it. Uh-huh. And then R-Truth came and interrupted it. Why? He's not from Boston. Because he was like, ah, oh, nobody want to hear that. They want to hear my song. And people were like, wait, you have a song? We haven't he seen has, you in forever. He has many songs. What's up? Including that one that he always does. What's up? Our truth is what's up. Okay. So, did they set up a match? No! Elias just beat the shit out of him. Oh. And then left. Okay. He hit him with Drift Away, and then he took his guitar and like, Alright, peace! Okay, now I have an important question. Go on. Where's Goldust? Actually... Oh, and Goldust was on this week's Raw. Oh, he was because I, I didn't see him, so I yeah he uh, he was part of the locker room run out to break up uh, the fight. What? Yep, that's it. That's it. But like, didn't like a week or so ago, he's like, I have this big plan for SummerSlam. Well, it's not SummerSlam now, is it? I don't think he's gonna do anything. I think they're gonna drop it. Hey. Let me tell you something, Owen. What? I think you're right. Oh, God. I fucking hate this show and the people that make it. Yep. Is there it anything, all makes me sad. Is there anything else that I should question whether I care about it or not? No. That no. Was, all right, that was a fast episode of It's Raw, Do You Care? That's literally the... Like, I've basically run down the entire the uncompleted it's, it's ALN that I have here. Because it's basically just, hey, here's the matches they're building up to. They all look stupid. You, you should post that on the website. Oh, I am. I'm going to when I finish truly extrapolating on how they're terrible. Okay. And Sunday is going to be shitty. Okay. At least on the Raw side. I don't know about the SmackDown well, side. Let, why don't you let me talk to you about the, the blue side? Well, that was the point of that segue. I know. So I'm asking you for permission, may I? Yes. Thank you. SmackDown this week was pretty good because Smackdown every week is pretty good so I'm except going to start for, except for this opening segment oh 
okay, you're going to go linearly because I, I wanted to start by asking you my prominent question about SmackDown. All right, what, what's your important question? So, the Shinsuke Nakamura, he pinned John Cena for the right to challenge Jinder Mahal. Yeah. So why is John Cena fighting Jinder Mahal? It's non-title. Why is John Cena fighting Jinder Mahal? Because John Cena is not going to be around for much longer on SmackDown. Oh. After SummerSlam, he's going over to Raw because he's free agent John Cena. Oh, okay. There you go. There's your qu- there's your answer. I guess they really need the ratings on Monday. Yeah. Yes, they do. Hey, John. Yes, Owen. Now, can I talk to you about how fucked up this opening segment was? Because yeah, holy shit. They could not have picked the worst day to do this. What What happened? Well... Do you know what happened earlier on Tuesday? Not sure what you're referring to. Um, a press conference involving a Cheeto idiot person? Oh, yeah, that one. Look, man, this this week of terrible things has been a blur. Like, I can't keep what Nazi things happen on what day straight. You could not see, you could not see what happened? Nope. Good. So yeah, so that happened on Tuesday. Also on Tuesday, we opened with a segment that says, "Hey, it's it's an Independence Day in India." So, oh right, I've heard about this segment. So here comes Jinder Mahal out, and he's like, "Hey, I lo- I'm so proud of my country. I'm the champion. I'm the best. Here, let's let's celebrate our Independence of India. How great it is! Here are some dancers that are super happy to be there. The crowd fucking hates them." Because they're not American. Boo! You you don't look like us. Boo! How dare you be of a different ethnicity and from another country? Yep. What is your problem? And then... Were they, question. Mm-hmm. Were they still in Boston this week? No. They're in Rhode Island. Hmm. Well... Yeah, no. All right, yeah, John. They don't. They don't have we're on SmackDown in the same city all the time. Like, all of, no, I was just questioning. I was like, huh. I would have expected that from Boston. That kind of racist bullshit from Boston, but Rhode Island. Eh. Well, I guess all of New England sucks when you think about it. Absolutely. That's my train of thought. If you yeah. must know. But then they had like this middle-aged like Indian woman uh, sing the national anthem of India. And I hear that people loved it. <laughs> people. Boo this poor lady? Yeah, Mercilessly? I know. Uh-huh. Boo, how dare you? America! Don't you know what country you are in? Love it or leave it! And Jinder Mahal called everyone out for being the xenophobic, and I was like, yeah, you're right. Fuck yeah. these... Fuck these people. The fuck? Why am I agreeing with you? You're the bad guy. I mean, that's the thing, is that, like... It's, oh my god. It's so fucking hard to hate gender because, like, yeah, he does bad shit, and, like, but in a way, he's kind of fucking right. Like, this bullshit is super fucked up. Like, when, it, in a way, it kind of makes sense why they don't make him, like, you know, why, like, the fucking Hindi commentary is just like, nah, he's a face, whatever. 
Because this is some face-ass shit! No, no, here's the, no, here's the thing. This is just Rusev all over again! You're supposed to ha hate Jinder Mahal, the, uh, you know, the wrestling character, because, you know, he's a, he's a cheaty heel who's yeah. a real piece of shit. But when it comes to the element of him where he's proud of where he's from, that's not the part we're supposed to hate. No, absolutely not. We're supposed to hate and the they, part that he's a cheating son of a bitch. Yeah, and the problem is that they make the part where he's he's f from India the primary part of his character. They don't, like, ever... They very rarely call out, like, you're a cheating asshole. Oh, John Cena did. Yeah, of course John Cena did, but, like... You know, how much... Like, Jesus Christ, how much of the fucking Randy Orton shit was like, Oh, you threatened my father America, yeah, I'd stand up for my country. Remember when I went AWOL? Yep, everyone remembers. But, more so, the thing is that, uh... So he's talking about shitting on America and all that, right? Because they're all mm -hmm. terrible people, which is correct. So, he gets interrupted by a man from Japan. Sure. And it was Shinsuke Nakamura, and he's like, yeah, how about uh, in Japan, what we, we're doing now is we're praying for peace. So, don't know what the fuck you're talking about, about hating America. America's fine. Japan's better. But also, I'm taking your belt on Sunday because I'm a crazy, weird Japanese man. I am the artist, and I do crazy things. And you know how I was kind of like singy-songy talking at the end there? He also did that. Okay. He, he also ended the part of his promo by singing, and it was amazing. And he did, did the he weird go... hand signs, and he was looking yeah. funny. No, he didn't do yeah, he's saving that for his entrance. But he did sing that he was going to take the belt from him on Sunday. Well, all right, then. It was great. Even Aiden English tweeted during that, saying, you... You're still my gimmick. Stop it. <laughs> I'm the singing man. Stop singing. But yeah. It's good. good. Nakamura cutting an extended promo and sound like an insane person. I love it. I didn't like the rest of this segment, but at least Nakamura is cool. Look, Nakamura is always cool. Because Nakamura is just going to be Nakamura and do Nakamura things. And that's awesome. You that's know, all we need in this world. You know what the second best part of this segment was? What is that? The fact he cut the weird promo, and then his music hit, and then the segment ended. They they didn't fight. We don't need to see them fighting. They're going to do that on Sunday. Take note, Monday Night Raw. You know who else fought? Who's that, Owen? Becky Lynch and Natalia. Cause they, A word. Because they're like... We're, we need Natalia to look really, really strong heading in this match, so why don't we put her against the best woman on the SmackDown roster? And then also have Naomi on commentary to try to put over the match, but also she's not very good, so whatever. She's not great on commentary, it's true. I, I do think that Naomi is quite talented. Also, but... John, pro tip that you should move your phone away from the microphone because it keeps buzzing into the mic. Sorry. Just wanted to let you know. But yeah, they had a match. It was fine. Naomi on commentary confirmed that she's going to have a special entrance for SummerSlam, so there's a reason to tune in. Sure! 
and uh, the match ended with Becky Lynch tapping out to the sharpshooter. Because they're like, hey, check out this move. It looks strong. We made the submission person tap out to it. Yeah. Heart Dynasty! Mm-hmm. And then, uh, after that, uh, after she won the match, Natalia's like, hey, actually, I'm gonna put her in the sharpshooter again, because fuck this. Oh, no! And Naomi's like, no, go away! Ran her off. That is a rude thing that you were doing. Please do not do that. And they stare at her afterward, and it's like, oh, we got this match on Sunday. And then Carmella and James Ellsworth came out and said, yeah, you guys had this match, but also, it doesn't matter which one of you guys win, because you both lose, because I got a briefcase. Yeah, funny how that works, or, well, doesn't work. What are you talking about? She, she knows how to use a briefcase. I'm, it's not my fault other people are idiots and don't understand how this thing works. Speaking of what the, else are we going to talk about? Because I'm sure you're not going to talk about that now. No. Uh, speaking of the... Much as I would like to. You know, see, we got, we got to save that for the end. Uh, speaking of the women... Uh, we don't have to do anything. Tamina and Lana had a, a promo about Tamina being upset about not ha- being on the show tonight. And Lana's like, chill out. Everything's cool. Also, Tamina's like, yo, also I can't speak very good and cut promos because I sound awkward and terrible. Oh... She, she didn't actually say that, did she? No, but the way she was talking, Jura said it. Oh, man. Because it was, like, I usually give people, like, a break, but this was, like, really bad. And I, I, and I like Tamina, so I felt real bad about hating this. Oh, man. Yeah. You should go on Hulu and watch that segment, because you're like, those... You don't sound like you, you believe or remember the words that you're supposed to say here. That's always kind of been a problem that Tamina has, though. Yeah, yeah, the timing with all the words you're saying are not natural in any way. But you know what is natural? What? Getting another Rusev versus Chad Gable match. It feels so right. Oh, okay, I wasn't... that. That's a transition, I suppose. Yeah, these guys wrestled before, remember? When... I do remember. I'm just saying that's that's a transition. I want to see these guys wrestle every week. They're very good with each other. Okay. Chad Gable's Fair. like, yo, this guy's 300 pounds. Watch me throw him over with a uh, belly-to-belly suplex over my head. Sounds like something he'd do. Yeah, it's crazy. And then Russo's like, well, actually, how about I just smash your face into these steel steps and then throw you over the announce desk and almost break your neck on the announce announcer's chair. I am a big angry Gabalagarian! And then the referee's like, you should stop that because I'm up to number, I'm up to the nine count. And no, oops, now I'm up to ten and you're both counted out. And Rusev is like, I'm not interested in that! He's like, I know how submissions work. I know how to make this worse. So he, he did the thing that Paige did. Did the accolade on top of the announce table because it makes Oh no! <laughs> the most dangerous move! It makes it, like, the altitude makes it, like, super hard to breathe, clearly, so it's, like, hurts, like, a hundred times worse. And that table is just made out of, like, barbed wire, so, you know... Clearly. So, yeah. Pain is just real. He did that. And then Rusev got in, into the ring with a microphone, and he said Randy's name. And before he could say anything else, we quickly realized... 
oh shit, he did not put respect on his name. And Orton RKO'd him out of nowhere. Oh no! Like, literally out of nowhere. I don't know where Orton came from. Because he was nowhere to be seen. All of a sudden, he's in the middle of the promo, he just says the word Randy, and before he says the next word, RKO. This match is going to be fucking terrible. Probably. It's going to be so bad. I want it to be good, though. This feud is... They, this build is stupid, aside from, you know, I'm getting to see Chad Gable do stuff. And then that makes me think, why isn't Chad Gable having a match at SummerSlam? I do like Chad Gable. Chad Gable's great. He's still got that American Alpha music. Good. Then we had what was probably my favorite segment of the show. I'm pretty sure I know which one this is. Uh, AJ Styles? Oh, no, that wasn't what I was expecting. AJ Styles coming out to apologize, because remember last week he accidentally Pele kicked Shane? I vaguely remember this, yes. He's like, I want to come out and apologize, because I don't need you, you know, to be pissed at me heading into this match where you're refereeing. And Shane's like, yo, we see the footage, it was an accident. Don't, no, don't, no, don't worry about it. But also, if you touch me on Sunday, I'm gonna fuck you up. And AJ's like, are you threatening me, son? And they got in each other's faces. And Kevin Owens came out and it's like, he's just explaining the rules to you, because he's the referee, What what is your deal? Also, Shane, FYI, if, if I... If I accidentally touch you on Sunday, it's you know you know I'm good. I would never do that on purpose. <laughs> Let's shake hands f- f- for toward having a good match on Sunday. And Shane's like, "I'm the referee. What are you doing? I can't I can't shake your hand before the match. Why don't you shake AJ's hand?" To which Kevin Owens is like, "No, nah, I'm good." No, AJ's like, "No, nah, I'm good." Oh. And then they start shoving, and Shane got in between. I was like, "No, stop doing that!" And then Shane, and then AJ threw a punch, and Kevin Owens ducked, and you you know what happened, right? Oh no, he hit Shane McMahon in the face. Nope, Shane caught it. Whoa! And he's like, "Fuck, trying to punch me, dude!" And AJ's like, "Well, what if I was? What are you gonna do about it?" What? That's a dumb. AJ. And then Kevin, and then Ken Owens is like, "Yo, AJ's got his back turned. I'm going to super kick him in the back of the head." Except AJ ducked, and then he kicked Shane in the face. Fuck! And laid him out. And if you go to ProWrestling.cool, I have a really funny gif of the moment that happened, and Kevin Owens looking looking super upset about it. <laughs> like, oh fuck! Now he's now he's going to be against me too. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this match on Sunday because it's just going to be. Yo, everyone's gonna accidentally hit Shane, and Shane's gonna fuck everyone up, and it's gonna be a pretty much a triple threat, except one can count the pinfalls. I can't wait. Oh, and I don't want to hear about this anymore. Okay. What I want to hear about is Fashion Peaks. Well, I have, I have something before that. God damn it! I have the Usos in the New Day. I don't care! But, John, they I had... know what happened. The fucking champs lost. No, that's not the important part. The important part is that before, earlier in the night, the Usos went up to Danny Bryan in his office and said, Yo, this Freebirds rule shit is confusing. Which one of these guys are... Who are we fighting on Sunday? And Danny Bryan question. 
said he told him. He told him that it was going to be Xavier and uh, Big E. Okay. Because they're tight. Don't you remember talking smack where they were rapping together? Yeah. And so he's I like, do. yo, dog, I got you. <laughs> and Danny Bryan... Don't even trip, dog. Yeah, Dan- Danny Bryan turned into uh, talking smack Danny Bryan. It was really funny. God damn it, no. And then they're like, yo, then if we have those two on Sunday, can we fight Xavier Woods and Kofi tonight? And he's like, yeah, I got you. And they held out their fist for a fist bump, and Danny Bryan doesn't know how that works, so he just grabbed their fist and shook them. Sure, okay. And then an explosion thing with his hands. Pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. I have a gif of that in my About Last Night article. And as you said, yeah, the Usos uh, won, because of course they did. Because this booking is stupid. But the important thing is that they're now referring to the, uh, the different lines up the different lineups of the New Day as, like, different styles. Like, the the lineup on Sunday is their power lineup. The one, huh. the one that was fighting on Tuesday is their speed lineup. And I think that's cool, because it kind of conveys what type of style the match is going to be. Like, is it going to be high, fast paces? Is it going to be slower and more power moves? I think that's really cool that they're playing more into the Freebirds rule and, you know, Giving different dynamics for these different team-ups. Yeah, that's actually a really interesting way to, to frame them. And I think that's a really smart way to do it. Yeah, that, that was the big thing coming out of this, was the commentary specifically calling that out. And I hope to see more of it. It would have been nice if they actually, you know, did it before. Yeah. I know, but they're, now the SmackDown writers are getting a hold of them, saying, yo, we should make sense of this Freebird rule. Let's go. Now we're going to talk about Fashion Peaks. John? So wait, actually, I have one question. Mm-hmm. What's, if, if Big E and, and Xavier is power, then what's Big E and Kofi? I don't know. They haven't, they haven't said yet. We'll find out when they team up. But John, right. can I talk to you about the Fashion Peaks? Yes. The finale? It's the finale of Fashion Peaks. Yeah, I've heard this. Did you see it? No, I didn't. But I've heard what happens, and I'm very excited to see it. I don't. I didn't like the segment. Really? No. I didn't. Remember what my issue was last time? Yes, but remind the people at home. I said that you know they're losing the plot, and yeah, it's definitely just becoming random skits. Yeah, it's and just like they they don't have a cohesive story anymore. It's just like, well, what crazy things can we get up to this week? And while the jokes are still funny, it's like I missed the part where I was excited for the next episode outside of here's some weird wrestling references and also TV show references. Yeah. At one point, they even say in, during the segment, it's as if we're making this up as we go along. Hmm. And I and I heard that I'm like, oh no, this is, that's that's a funny line, but also it's really upsetting because I, you guys had this whole story built up for who these guys attacked you, and we're gonna reveal it maybe at SummerSlam, and guess what? They're not gonna be at SummerSlam. No, because they had this weird thing with a pie, and then they said, oh, the whole tag team division's in danger. To which I. Don't believe them, because it's just going to be some dumb joke in two weeks. 
when they return. Wait, they're not going to be on next week, you don't think? At the end of the thing, it said, Brazongo will return in 25 years. <laughs> we'll see them in 25 years, John. God damn it. Actually, then they crossed out the 25 years, and they said two weeks. Oh. So yeah, Brazongo will be back in two weeks. Which means no SummerSlam. With that. I know. But yeah, their whole story's gone. And I don't believe them about this whole, oh, the tag team division's in danger, because remember at Battleground where Fandango and Breeze got beat up, and then he, Fandango got kidnapped? It's like, oh, geez, the team really means business. And then it just turned into an aliens joke. Never happened. No idea what you're talking about. It's... And they they really need to reevaluate in two weeks and come back and be more focused, or else I'm I'm out. So Man, and I, I know I I love Brazongo, but and I ex, I expect better. I don't like the sound of that, Owen. I know I I feel bad about it. I feel bad. So you want to hear about the main event? Yeah, tell me about the main event. The most important part of the show. John Cena versus Jinder Mahal, first time ever. Oh my god. The mo- the most important main event in SmackDown history. Not for a title or anything, just it's so damn important. It's better than anything ever on SmackDown. Oh my god, so big. Did they really say that? Yeah, dude. Wow. They said this is the biggest main event in SmackDown history. You guys. I'm like, no, the biggest main event in SmackDown history was Brock Lesnar versus Kurt Angle in a 60-minute Iron Man match. That's half an episode! Yes, it was half an episode. It was incredible. They actually did that on SmackDown. Not bad. And we had a title change at the end of it. It was great. Was yeah. that Brock's uh, first title? I think that was, I think Kurt Angle. No, it wasn't his first title. But I forget who was, I forget who where the title changed happened. I think Brock Lesnar might have won it, but I'm not sure. Anyway, that sounds like something Brock would win. But yeah, John Cena vs. Jinder Mahal was fine. The part that surprised me was that even though the uh, the Singh brothers got kicked out. Uh, Jinder took an AA and kicked out of it. I mean, everybody's kicking out of at least one AA now. I know, but it still kind of surprised me that Jinder Mahal, of all people, did. Which really goes to show you how much I think of him as WWE Champion. I wish I could argue with you about that, but... No. Well... Nope. So John Cena says, yo, I'm going to do the thing that you definitely won't kick out of. I'm going to do a super AA off the middle rope. Now you're dead. Ends the WWE champion. Baron Corbin's like, actually, no, you're not. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slide in and beat you with this briefcase. Oh, no! Which means that John Cena technically won the match. Of course he did. So I'm like, what, what's, the, what's the point? Cena always wins. I'm like, what's the point of this? He, Cena won anyway, you idiot. Cena always wins. It wasn't a title match. And then he beat him up on the outside, and he's like, yay, I did it, I did the thing. I'm gonna leave now. 
And then he turned back and looked at the ring and saw, hey, Jinder Mahal just took that AA. He kicked out of the first one. Sure, he wouldn't have kicked out of this one. And he clearly didn't have a bunch of time to recover. I'm going to slowly walk into the ring and cash in this briefcase. <clears throat> Which he did. And then the the referee for some reason waited till he got up on his feet, which is not a thing. That's Danny Bryan flat out cashed in and pinned Big Show when he was unconscious after being beaten up with a chair. This is not a thing. You can just cash it in and pin him. Hell, you can do it in the middle of a match when someone's laid out. What do you? The problem is that they are actually very unclear about that. Sometimes it is totally a thing. I know, but it's, it shouldn't be. I agree with you. It shouldn't be, and it's fucking stupid when it is. So it was a thing at this point. The bell rang. John Cena was somehow back on the apron. So Baron Corbin, instead of, you know, hitting an end of days and winning the belt, instead said, I'm going to punch John Cena in the face. And whoopsies, my back's turned to the guy who's the champion and I'm in the match with because of my briefcase, and... Oh no, I got, he got rolled up by a schoolboy and pinned in six seconds. Losing his briefcase opportunity. Congratulations, Baron Corbin. You are now Damian Sandow. Oh, he's worse. Sandow at least had a competitive match. Yeah, he did. He, he didn't get schoolboyed in six seconds. Poor Sandow. So here's the thing, John. There's a lot of things to unpack about this. Let's do it. Let's let's take these suitcases and run with them. Um. So if if you if, have you watched the pinfall? No, I haven't. I have the entire gif of the match over and about last night over at ProWrestling.cool. Nice. Um. If you watch Junior Mahal, it looks like he is trying to intentionally put his foot under the rope during the pin. The thing is, it's not clear enough. I don't know if he actually did or not. Number two, the pinfall was super weak, as in he didn't have any pressure on his one shoulder till the very end, so I had to double-check to make sure Baron Corbin's shoulder didn't just pop up off the mat because it was a super shitty pin. Jinder's only okay at wrestling? I don't know about that. Fun fact, looking at the footage... His shoulder was not that. I mean, his shoulder was not up. It was down for the pin. Okay. Well, good for at least getting that right. Here's the other. Th- now here's the kicker. Why do you think he lost his briefcase suddenly? I don't know, actually. Well, I did a little research, as as you should do with your job as a wrestling journalist. And um, if you go over to Twitter, what happened was Dave Meltzer was uh, talking shit about Baron Corbin, as you do. As you do. And Baron Corbin responded, as he does. Saying, about, I'm Baron Corbin, Burr. Talking about how Meltzer's never had to cut a promo or wrestle a match, so fuck him. And then this other guy responded. And then Corbin went in hard on this guy, this random guy, right? Who is this random Just guy? Just some random guy on Twitter. And Corbin's like, yeah, this random guy, fuck him. 
I'm gonna talk about shit about how he's not done anything in his life either. He's he's a waste. Wow. Guess what? Pretty intense, man. Guess what? What? This guy served in the military. Oh boy. And Baron Corbin didn't do his research on that. Oopsies. Had to actually apologize to him on Twitter. He's like, I'm my bad, you're right, I'm wrong. Hey man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. WWE is a big thing about military people. They've yeah, you know, I've heard this. Big, strong relationship, you know, really important to them. The guy who was the briefcase who could become the champion in the face of the company did this publicly to a person in the military, accidentally or not. This seems like a punishment. Hmm. I cannot confirm it. I haven't had anyone tell me this is straight up the, the thing. But I have a sneaking suspicion that this is probably why he doesn't have the briefcase anymore. Well, alright then. So, yeah. I, again, don't take this as, you know, 100% word, but this is my assumption, and I'm sure that other people with deeper connections can find the answer in the next couple weeks. Or maybe by this weekend, who knows? Pe- people work fast. But yeah. How about that for a little exclusive? Oh my. Hmm? So that's it for SmackDown. I give it a Baron Corbin cash in out of 10. <laughs> I'm kidding, that's that's too low. It's pretty low. I know. It's It was good, except for the beginning and the way the end was handled, even with outside circumstances. I'm looking forward to SmackDown's involvement in SummerSlam. That's aside from the Orton match. Hooray! Tell me about NXT. NXT is a wrestling show that happens on the WWE Network in which uh, people that are not on the main roster compete because they're not good enough to be on the main roster yet. Or maybe they are, but they don't have a place. I say, Bobby Roode's there. He's glorious. Yeah, but there are other people there there that are definitely not ready. We'll talk about them later. But first, let's talk about the uh, the contract signing for the the women's championship match. Oh, cool. What happened? Ember Moon was all like, "You're scared of me, and I'm gonna beat you." And then she signed the contract. And then Asuka signed the contract and yelled at her a whole bunch of Japanese like a banshee. She was yelling. It was crazy. I really, I was, I was scared. She was quite insistent about it, whatever she was saying. Well, you didn't do your research and find out what she said? I have no idea. What kind of wrestling journalist are you? Whatever, hater. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Asuka yelled a whole bunch of things, and then they stared at each other, and that was it. That match is going to happen. I'm excited for that match, though, so it's cool. I'm not... Well, I'm still I'm still not sold on Ember Moon. This promo did nothing for me. I, I mean, except for the part where Oscar yelled a bunch of stuff and actually made me scared for myself. I will say it wasn't like the the best Ember promo. Could the the Ember Ember's promo was like you know could have used a little bit of work, but I still think that you're not being. No, I, just, I think that I, no, she's that, very good. No, I just don't think she's ready for the belt yet. I think she can get there. I just don't 
I think she's being shoved here too quickly. That's just my opinion. I could be wrong, but that's how I felt. Also, I did like the crowd. Uh, when Ember Moon mentioned Goldberg, they chanted Asuka's name like Goldberg. That that was pretty cool. Yes. I was pretty into that part. Yeah. What else happened? Uh, so yeah, uh, next we get a backstage segment where uh, our good buddy William Regal is hanging out talking about some weird story that doesn't make any sense. As you do. Uh, with someone. Uh, when our good friend Lars Sullivan shows up. I like, I like this guy. Remember him? The guy that likes to beat up his tag team partners? He's like a mini Braun Strowman. But instead of fighting ambulances, he fights tag team partners. Yeah, and instead he's like, look man, look Regal, I'm really sorry about all that. Like, I please give me another chance. I won't beat my partner up in the ring, I promise you. Like, please just give me one more chance to prove myself. Mm-hmm. And Regal's like, you know what? Okay. And then Morrow made some weird, obscure reference to some 80s song, and I was like, God damn it, this is why people bitch about you, Morrow. I love that stuff, come on. I love Morrow. I love Morrow, too, but it's the most fucking Morrow comment ever. I I love it, he's great. God damn you. He's great. Uh, So yeah, and then uh, Lars Sullivan and his partner, uh, Chris Silvio who I'm, I'm not sure who that is. I mean, I, I guess he's just a wrestle man. Yeah, yeah, he is. Confirmed. Um, well, I was wondering if maybe you had some context for no. who he is. No, you're, you're covered next day. And also, I, I don't know. This might not even be his actual indie name. Who knows? I think it is his actual indie name. It probably is. I, I'm pretty... He had Silvio on his butt. Okay, fair enough, then. This seems that he seems to be an actual indie dude. I just don't also, know. Well, he, I, I did a little bit of looking into who this dude is, and he's a legit indie dude. I just don't know anything about him. Well, he's not. He, well, he was an indie dude. Now he, he is, doesn't appear not, to be signed. No, but now he wrestles up in the sky. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. Basically, um, yeah. So they have a match against Street Profits. I love Street Profits. Uh, so, there is one thing I need to confirm for you, since you asked last time. Mm-hmm. He does not have the red shoes. Montez Ford wears black shoes. But he also has a black cup. No, he has a red cup. Uh-oh, but they're selling black cups on the WWE shop. Weird. Did you know that? They have, with the NXT logo on them, they're selling the, the solar cups. No, I didn't know that, it actually. Says, it says NXT on one side, and it's a Street Profits logo on the other. Okay, then. It's real dumb. And I'm kind of into it. Also, I'd be into it if he just wore the red shoes during big matches. It's his own demon. Demon shoes. Demon shoes. God damn you. Heel third. You were the worst. Yep. Anyway, Street Profits handily won this match because uh, Lars never even got in the ring. Street Profits are great. Montez Montez Ford. Just ran around in the crowd for a bunch of it. It was really funny. He's great. I love Montez Ford. I like Montez Ford. Yes. He's great. But wait, hold on. Uh, You said that uh, Lars never got in the ring? Nope. That means they they lost? 
Oh, yeah. Street Profits beat the shit out of them. Oh, no. You know what that means. What's that? It means Lars does the thing where he kills his partner. Even though he told Regal he wouldn't kill his partner. Well, he what he did was he picked his partner up and he was like, I've got him. I'm taking him to the back. And he just threw him over his shoulder and he took him to the back. And they're that's like, nice. all right. Hey, here's what else is happening in the night. Oh, wait, well, here's something's happening backstage. Let's, let's go to our cameras. And so uh, Lars took him outside uh, the arena to this little uh, backstage area and then beat the shit out of him and threw him in a dumpster. That's amazing. He's so good. He's pretty great. And then I love the commentary. He's like, he technically said in the ring, so he's good. He did not disobey Regal. He didn't disobey Regal. He got handed to him. Clearly said he would not beat him up in the ring. And he was, in fact, not even in the building. No. Smart. Smart. It's very smart. So, yeah, that happened. Lars is pretty cool. Street Profits are pretty cool. They yelled, Lars is going to kill you. The crowd did, that is. He didn't. He just... As far as they know, he didn't. They didn't, did. they didn't see what happened. He totally did, though. He just held him in the back. Clearly, they all assumed, oh, he just took him to the medical staff. He's a good guy, Lars. Oh, and we know. I mean, we, yeah, we, I mean, we saw, but they, they... This is the NXT crowd. They're idiots. They know. Everybody knows. Fine. What else happened? Billy Kay fought Ruby Riot. Hell yeah, I love the iconic duo. Hell, they <laughs> they even showed the the part where they did the makeup tutorial, except that Ruby Riot ruined it. So fuck her, she's bad. I didn't think this match was very good. Well, I think Ruby Riot really needs work. Yeah. Also, Billy Kay is not the strongest of the duo. Yeah. Kane Royce is clearly the better one. Yeah. Like, Ruby wasn't... Nobody's bad. Like, I think Peyton or Billy was, like, good in this match. I, I just think, like, Ruby... I think the way she moves is really good, but I think that, like, she leaves a lot of space between her moves that just, like... You know, like, I was thinking about, like, you know, her move where she does, like, the head scissors into slamming your head into, like, the the ring post. Mm-hmm. Or, like, the turnbuckle, and she kind of just, like, hangs out there for a bit. Like, why is she hanging out there so long? Like... It doesn't seem like she's smothering her face into the into the turnbuckle or anything as much as just like, I hit you, I guess I'm just going to hang out here and pose because it looks cool. I don't know. But like, it doesn't seem like, I don't know, it, it, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of logic to her moves, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I hear you. She's fine, though. I, I, I definitely think that she's going to get much better, and I'm excited to see her get much better, but I definitely think that she needs some work. For sure. And then Peyton Royce yelled a bunch of things, and it was pretty funny. I think they're setting up a match. I want to see Peyton Well, Royce clearly. Also. She yelled about lightning striking once, and then I went, woo! Ric Flair. What else, John? Anyway. What else? Uh, the Authors of Pain cut a promo. I didn't see Or, it. you know, there was a video package where, you know, Paul Ellering yelled a bunch. This is the part where I tuned out of NXT. It wasn't much. Okay. I saw Peyton Royce. I was like, I'm good. I got what I needed. And then we had the main event. 
What was that? That was Drew McIntyre versus Roderick Strong, where if Roderick Strong wins, he gets a uh, a title shot against uh, Bobby Roode after uh, after TakeOver. That seems presumptuous. Perhaps. They're saying, yeah, well, actually, Bobby Roode's going to retain the belt. Even though I totally don't think he is. So yeah, this match happened, and yeah, it was whatever. Yeah, that's bad expected. I mean, it wasn't even like even for the expectations that I know that we both have for Drew McIntyre and Roderick Strong, which is we don't really care for them much. I like, like, I like the Rod Strong when he has a good opponent, which I yeah, which, I don't uh, really care about McIntyre is not strong, however. Hmm. Um. But it very much felt like they were going through the motions on this match because it was all it was just like they were filling time until the ending. And and in fairness, that ending was pretty fucking great. What happened? I didn't see it. Bobby Roode just runs out and starts beating the shit out of both of them. That's great, because then that near like wins. Drew McIntyre is lying in the uh in the middle of the ring and like Roderick Strong's on the top rope about to do a move and Bobby Roode just runs in and just starts like punching him in the fucking head and just like beating the shit out of him and like throws him out of the ring and then he just starts beating the ever-loving dog shit out of Drew McIntyre and like hits him with the, the glorious DDT and celebrates over him and yells about how he's glorious and it's fantastic. He's not wrong. He and they, they rang the bell a whole bunch of times. Great. They did that thing where they ring the bell a lot to be like, hey, no, stop doing that. Come on. No, what are you doing? But like never, no one ever seems to come out to stop them from doing that. That's great. So it's not like it's an alarm or anything. But I love that trope in wrestling, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. So clearly Bobby Roode's not going to win on Sunday or Saturday. Yeah, because he's graduating. And that's NXT. Yeah. Cool. Well, John, you know what that means. Yeah, I'm aware. It's time for predictions. Because we got two shows this weekend. We got NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. And we've got SummerSlam. Shows that I'm not attending either of. You might attend one of them. Owen, I still think that you are being unfair to NXT TakeOver. And I do think that you are underselling how good Johnny Gargano versus Andrade San Almas is going to be. I, I, I'm looking at the card, and now I'm realizing, yeah, that is a match. That's probably going to be That tough. is a fucking match! Fuck you! That's, That's why I said no. you weren't thinking of the match I'm thinking of. No, I'm, I'm agreeing. I'm, I'm saying that's going to be a good match. That's going to be a great match. I hope so. If they ever give enough time, yeah, for sure. The match I was underwhelmed about is the Asuka and Bermoon match, which we'll talk about. Well, okay. But yeah, um, this match, boy, if they give them time and actually like let them, you know, go to town, it's be great. I think it's going to be the opening match. Uh, no, I think really? I think really? Alistair Black. Think start the show? I think, oh yeah, you're right. Start off the show with his sense. entrance. Yeah, you're right. That makes a lot more sense. Okay, fair. Uh. I do think the Junker game is going to win, though. You, sh- 
I think Andrade should win. He's the one with the new manager. Yeah. And, uh, she's going to do some bullshit and, and Andrade's going to win. Yeah, maybe you're right. Does I want Johnny Gargano to win? He's the best. He's Johnny Wrestling. I know, but he's a lovable he's loser. He's got his cool new theme song. He's a lovable loser, though. He's got his cool new theme song! I, I'm aware, but he's still going to lose. Hideo Tommy is an angry, angry man. Correct. He is very upset and he wants respect. Alistair Black is like... Is the Dutch Undertaker. Yeah. Punk is fucked Dutch, uh, Dutch Undertaker. And he is going to murder Tommy. He's all like, check out my song that is basically a Rage Against the Machine song, but goth. It's pretty good. It's I'm, I'm way into it. Yeah, Alistair Black's going to win. Oh, yeah, he's undefeated. As much as I would like a Tommy to win, this is not the time for a Tommy to win. No. This is the time for a Tommy to lose so that he can go even more fucking evil and angry. Hell, Alistair Black beat Neville. I'm a main roster guy and a former Cruiserweight champion. Beat Kurt Hawkins as well. Everyone beats Kurt Hawkins. I know that everyone beats Kurt Hawkins, but look, man, he's the exception to the Law of Superstars rule. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair. What else? Hey, what else is there? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the tag match. The Authors of Pain against... Versus Sanity. Sanity. And we don't know who in Sanity it's going to be. Yeah, we do. We do know that it's going to be Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf. Yeah, because they're the tag team ones. I mean, it could be. Eric, Eric Young could Eric, be in there. No, Eric Young's a singles guy, and Nikki Cross is the crazy uh, women's person. Dude, there was literally a tag match with Eric Young and, D- and Killian Dane. But I'm saying the graphic that they show shows Alexander Wolf and Killian Dane in the front with the, with the. Yes, well, I, that's what I'm saying is like, yeah, it's it's probably going to be them, but we don't know for certain. Also, Eric Young's been missing for a while, and he just now showed up to help these two beat up the tag champs. They said he was coming back. Yeah. They're just let, here, like, hey, he's he's off on a mission. He'll be back. I'm just saying, back. it's a hundred percent. It's going to be Wolf and Dane. They're all... I think Sandy's going to win. What? You do? Yeah. I can see it. If if Alters of Pain are going to move up, then yeah. Why not? I think the Sanity is going to win. That'd be cool. Are they going to do something weird to win or just win? Uh, I don't know. I could see them doing something weird. Okay. I could see them employing the damn numbers game. I think. But I think. I mm-hmm. honestly believe that. Sanity is going to hold every single title in NXT by the end of the year. So I think that this is going to be the start of it. I think that. Yeah, I, I think that they're going to get the the title. Uh, this year, this time, and then we'll slowly get to. Ember Moon and Drew McIntyre being the transitional t- champs. Not to spoil what I think is going to happen in the other two matches that we're going to discuss. That makes sense. That's cool. I, I think they're gonna... That Eric Young and uh, 
Nikki Cross is going to do something to Paul Ellering to take him out, and then that's going to distract the Altars of Pain. They're going to lose. I can see that. There you go. That'd be pretty cool. What else we got? Uh, well, we got uh, Ember Moon versus Asuka for the NXT Women's Championship. Asuka's going to win. I f- fuck, fuck your idea. Asuka wins. Ember Moon's winning. Nope. Ember Moon's winning. They're moving Asuka up. It's time. Asuka's winning. She's still moving up. She's going to win all three belts at once. It's not going to happen. Fuck you. It's not how this company works. I, I know that it would be cool to do the Ultimo Dragon thing and give her all the belts. Give her all the belts! Some, and just have, like, a Sonny Ono-like character f- wander around behind her with all the belts. Give her it's all the belts! It's not going to happen. Just do it! Ember Moon is going to find No! He's not Asuka. ready for Asuka! Fuck you, Asuka retains. Alright, I mean, have fun being wrong. I'm usually right about these things, but whatever. Have fun being wrong. I will have fun. Bobby Roode versus Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre's gonna win. No, I don't want him to. Yeah. I agree with that. I can't wait for the crowd to be like, yeah, okay. I think the crowd will be into it. They'll be like, yay, title change. Yeah, pretty we're, much. We're, exactly. We're going to bed. We got we got a full day tomorrow. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. So that's uh that's gonna be takeover. Would you like me to run down the card for SummerSlam? Let's hear it, Owen. John, there's there's twelve matches. There sure are. Fuck. Let's go quickly. Can we go quickly through this list? Yeah. So I'm gonna go from the the bottom the ways listed on up. We got Cesaro and Sheamus against Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins for the Raw Tag Team titles. I think that... Ah, oh man. This is actually kind of hard. I, I, I think that... You think what? Cesaro and Sheamus. All right. and I think Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins are going to win it, and Dean's going to turn on them the following night. Okay. John Cena versus... Former Mr. Money in the Bank, because he's a fucking idiot, Baron Corbin. Cena's gonna Cena. Yeah. I think Baron Corbin's in the doghouse. He's not gonna win this match. Cena's gonna look strong, and then he's gonna head over to Raw. He might even have a backstage interaction with Roman Reigns on the show. Finn Balor... Excuse me, the Demon King, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Actually, wait, they didn't say the Demon King, did they? They said the Demon. They said the, the Demon. Like he's, what happened to his crown? Never really had a crown, so. I mean, he was the Demon King. Yeah, but now he's the Demon again, so. Whatever, fine. The Demon, Finn Balor versus Bray Wyatt. Come on, man. Demon's gonna win. Yeah. When are we going to get the Demon Finn Balor versus the Demon Kane? At the polls in 2021, if we live to then, when he runs for Knox County Mayor. To be fair, John, the way politics are right now, I could totally see Finn Balor running in full paint. And him winning. 
better idea than Kid Rock. Wait, what? Kid Rock's running for something? Running for Senate, dude. No. I don't no, we're not going into this. We're moving on. Big Show versus Big Cast ends in a shark cage because fuck it, I don't know. We got the shark cage. I'm am I saying what I want to happen or what I think's going to happen? Um, uh, how about both? Also, uh, Core in the chat says that the Demon Valor is going to win because the Demon always wins. Exactly. Demon always wins. Mm-hmm. Except for the one time that he lost. We don't talk about that. I was actually thinking about that, that match earlier and how, like, the way that they handled Samoa Joe winning the title from him was pretty brilliant. Yeah. Just like... I'm going to fight you when you're the demon. Oh, you beat me. I'm going to fight you again. Oh, you're the demon. Oh, you beat me. I'm going to fight you again. Oh, now you're cocky and you think that you don't have to fucking use the demon to beat me. Fuck you, took your title. I'm going to fight you again. And, oh, you're the demon. Oh, psych, I figured out how to beat the demon, bitch. Yeah, that sums it up pretty well. It's pretty good. Now stop avoiding talking about the short cage. Okay, what I want to happen is everyone dies. Agreed. What's gonna happen is Big Cass is gonna win. Yes. Obviously. Um, how about uh, the match I'm least looking for? No, that's not. That's wrong. The the match we just said was the one I'm least. Yeah, looking come forward on, to. man. The second least for least match I'm looking forward to is uh, Randy Orton versus Rusev. Randy Orton's got to win, right? Because Rusev. He's not American. The guy went for America. It's Rusev. He's no man. America. Speaking, America. Speaking of America, a singles match for the United States of America Championship with Shane McMahon as the referee. AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens. I'm really looking forward to this. I'm curious to see what this match will be. I honestly don't know who's going to win. It's going to be the Edge Styles, I believe. I hope it is, but also I could see it going either way. I could too. I could too. I I, I just I feel confident in saying that it's going to be the Edge Styles. Yeah. Don't know why. Styles, I just do. Styles could win, and Owens could blame uh, Shane, and then that lead to their match. So yeah, that makes sense. Singles match for the WWE Championship. Jinder Mahal defending against Shinsuke Nakamura. As of right now, there is no blue briefcase for him to worry about. But that could change. I'm going to be honest. The the fact that the briefcase was looming was the only thing that was making me think maybe Shinsuke could win. Because they're not going to let him keep the title. They'll just put it on Baron. Uh huh. With Baron out of the picture... I think there is a 100% chance that Jinder Mahal is going to continue to be the champion. Um, I disagree. Okay. I think it's time for Nakamura. I Look, I'm not saying that I don't think it's time for Nakamura. I think any time is time for Nakamura. But I also think that, like, that WWE is going to keep trying to go for that Hindi crowd. Let me put it to you this way, John. Um... The whole thing about uh, foreigners, you know, and booing, booing foreigners and stuff. 
don't know if it's really cutting it. And also, they already got that indie crowd, that that Hindi crowd. Now, let me put it this way: How about this whole thing with the uh, New Japan trying to expand into America? What if we put the biggest Japanese star as the front of the WWE? Honestly, I don't think that New Japan's expansion really matters to WWE. They're not making, like, big grounds. Like, because I feel like the thing is that New Japan is doing something different from WWE, and that's okay. And, like, they're kind of okay with it being a separate thing, because it's like, New Japan is doing their their serious strong style stuff like that. Like, it feels like the people that like that and watch that are going to watch that, and the people that like WWE stuff is, you know, are going to do that. Like, they don't have a big audience in Japan, but they get enough of an audience, and that's what counts. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that, you know, adding, like, the Japanese superstars is really going to make them have, like, a bigger audience in Japan or, like, really get them that stuff. Just because I, I feel like, you know, oh, the style of, you know, that New Japan, All Japan, a lot of these stuff does is, like, very entrenched there, and, like... A, you know, there. Well, there are definitely. You know, you're not going to replace John Cena. You're not going to replace like Shinsuke Nakamura and certain other people they have. Mm-hmm. Like, if you want the kind of stuff that WWE does, and you live in Japan, DDT's not that hard to get, and it's pretty much the same, if not better. I know we know this, but I don't. I'm not sure if WWE knows this stuff, so I'm still wary. Okay, I. I you know what? I think that's fair. Also, uh, cool. uh, but yeah, I, I they, realistically though, I I do think that they are totally just going to keep going for the like trying to expand the Hindi audience and be like, look, he's had the belt for so long, he's great, he's cool. Yeah, I think he's had the belt long enough. Also, uh, I mean, John, I agree. John, Core in the chat mentions about the briefcase. You know, we were just talking about that. He was hoping that Baron Corbin was actually going to cash in. On the Raw Championship match. Hmm. And this is... And here's the problem with that. The briefcase is blue. And unlike the old briefcase that said you could cash in for a championship opportunity, this one clearly stated it was for the WWE Championship. I see. Just like the women's briefcase was stated as it's for a SmackDown Women's Championship match. So... As cool as that would have been, it's with the, with this current brand split and the briefcase being exclusive to one brand, it's it wouldn't have been possible. And him also saying that they don't have to worry about a briefcase, there is a small chance that they could say that Ginger's foot was under the rope and that they could give him back the briefcase. We'll have to see how this whole you know military thing blows over. But yes, John, sorry for interrupting you. I just wanted to make sure we uh, answered the chat. No, no, that that is a good interruption. And also, I was just rambling about how I think that they're going to go keep trying to build the Hindi audience. I, I think they've... And I as much as I it. as much as I agree with you, it is time for Ginger to not be the champion anymore. That would be much better for the quality of the product that they are making. But this is WWE, and when have they ever cared about quality? So they kind of care on SmackDown. Um... How about uh, for the uh, Raw Women's Championship? It's Alexa Bliss defending against Sasha Banks? Mm, nope. Sasha, Sasha's gonna win. 
Really? You think so? Yeah. I think Alexa's going to win. Why? I don't know. Just, just do. They're, they're going to be like, oh, this is the big stage. Sasha Banks finally won the big match for the title because she's never won that belt before. Please ignore you all the other times. Also, it's Brooklyn. It's a big deal for her. Uh... Do you think that's just going to be as a way to, let's say, transitional champion her to get the belt on Nia? I hope so. I sure hope so. I think they have absolutely no coherent vision with the women's division whatsoever and think that they have no idea what they're doing and are just going through the fucking motions. Mm-hmm. I don't think that Bailey was going to win at SummerSlam. And I certainly don't think that Sasha's going to win. I, I, I don't know. How, how about I amend this? I think Sasha's going to win if she doesn't kill herself in the match by doing something stupid. Well, that's not going to happen. Well, Charlotte's not going to be around, so she has a shot. Well, fair. Never forget, <laughs> Sasha Banks is president, except that time that she got murdered. I mean, look, man, a lot of people have tried to assassinate the president before. We do not need to go deeper into that on a... <laughs> no, we don't. We're not saying to assassinate the president. Don't do that. No, absolutely. I know shit's bad. Though. Don't do that. That's bad. Never. Never. John? Tell me another match. The WWE SmackDown Women's Championship, Naomi versus Natalia. I think it's going to be Natalia. I think it's going to be a better match. I think Naomi's going to retain. Really? Yeah, because then Carmella's going to cash in. Okay, fair. Carmella's going to walk out champion. I honestly, I can totally see Carmella doing one of those, like, Dolph Ziggler, I'm gonna hold the, hold the fucking briefcase forever things. I don't know. She is the Queen of Staten Island, and they are in New York. It would make yeah, sense. Yeah, but do they really want to give her, like, a babyface pop for cashing in the fucking briefcase as a villain, and also people don't like her anyway? They could just say it's a weird, smarky crowd for this. That way they can get away with it at this show. Also, people are always going to pop for James Ellsworth. Fuck you. James Ellsworth is the best. No, he sucks. Stop. No, actually, he's the best. No, stop. Have it, fine, I'll stop and tell you. To give me I, pr- could see, I could see Natalia getting one more title run, is what I was going to say. I don't think so. I could, I could see her giving them giving her one more run before she's gone. It, John, here's because she's going to be gone very soon. Here's the problem with that: if if she wins the belt, she's going to get cashed in on immediately. Because the only that's the only way they're going to take the belt off Naomi right now is if it's a cash in. And because have you seen that belt? Have you seen that belt glowing and shit? Yeah, that's money, man. But they don't sell a glowing belt, so yet. I think they're working on it. But what would be the point if they're going to take the belt off Naomi on the same night? I'm, I'm saying if I'm wrong. 
But if Natalia wins, then it's 100% going to be a cash-in. If Naomi wins, there's a chance it's not going to be a cash-in. Why would a heel cash-in on a heel? Because wrestling. Shut up. Women's, women's booking doesn't make sense in WWE. You know this. Now, before we get to the main event, let me go through the pre-show matches because we didn't talk about those. Oh, no. And I can't believe one of these is a pre-show match. This, okay. this one I can. It's Tazawa defending against Neville, his new Cruiserweight title. Which Tazawa is going to win. Yeah, Tazawa's going to retain. The other one is the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. <laughs> wow, okay. With the New Day, Biggie and Xavier Woods defending against the Usos. Sure, okay. I think the New Day are going to retain. Yeah, I think the New Day are going to retain, unfortunately. Unfortunately... I like the Usos. So do I, but I also like the New Day. No. I'm over the New Day. They need to do something different. Well, they're my problem. Don't worry about it. Go enjoy your tag division that doesn't exist because everyone's dead. No, I won't. Fine. You haven't told me what Goldust is going to do on the show. He's not going to do anything. Shut up! How about we end things by talking about your... Your delicious-looking Universal Championship. It's a fatal four-way match between the champion Brock Lesnar, the the Ram Dog, Dog Yard Dog, <laughs> Ramen Reigns, uh, Samoan I'm Joseph. Choking on you talking about the Ram Dog, the Samoan Joseph, and the Bing Bong Strongman. Wait, so there's uh, both a Samoa Joe and a Samoan named Joe? Yes. What an odd world we live in. 2017's a crazy year, man. Anyway. But who's going to win? Who's going to take the belt from Brock Lesnar? I want it to be the Samojo. Of course you do. <clears throat> I want it to be the Bing Bong. Nobody think... nobody wants it to be Roman, so of course it's going to be Roman. Man. You know it. You know it. It's going to be Roman Reigns. No. I'm never going to bet against Roman Reigns, clearly. I, I do yard. think... I, I do want it to be Samoa Joe, though. But it's his yard. I really want it to be Samoa Joe. His yard, though. Yard dog. Dog yard. I really want it to be Samoa Joe. John, I don't, I don't think I've I made really, this... I really, 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 really want it to be Samoa Joe. I don't think I've made this clear. I'm not betting against the, the Yard Dog. The, the Yard Dog retired The Undertaker. I, again, I was clarifying it to make sure that it is very, very known. Yeah? Fuck The Yard Dog. Wow. He's, he's going to win, probably. Fuck the hard dog so hard. Crazy be so mad. But they'll be so happy if the Bing Bong wins. I'd be okay with it. Or the Samoan man. That's not the Ram Dog. I really hope, John, because I'm not gonna be there, I really hope somebody has an eight and a third percent chance sign. I mean the numbers don't lie. If you if you add up all like this, you know, the percentage chances of him winning a fatal four way, 
clearly had to take into account the Scott Steiner factor, which totally just throws all the numbers off. It makes him nonsensical. So he's got a 30% chance at sacrifice. He is give my sympathy. Sympathy. Sorry, that's what it is. Sympathy. And it's simpy. Simpy. <laughs> simpy. <laughs> this guy sucks, an idiot. This, this is this is heel turn. Oh, we're we're so good. We're, we're we're done. The heel turn of production of pro wrestling dot cool. It's not just cool. It's dot cool. Website where we love Scott Steiner too much. Yep, yeah, we sure do. All you need to know. Our website's prowrestling.cool. It's a real URL. Ask for it by name. It's a real URL. It's a real URL, I promise. We got statistics, we got articles. We're probably going to write a review about SummerSlam together. Oh, we're definitely going to write a review about SummerSlam together. Great. It's just going to be one of a lot of tears. Yep, we're going to base off numbers of tears instead of thumbs. No, we're still... I'm into it. No, we're still going to use thumbs, sorry. Oh, man. Uh, John, I, I don't have time to program a whole tier system for just one show. I'm going to count the number of tiers. Alright, you can put that in as well. Um, You can also uh, find... Where can else can they find us, John? This is your part. Oh, and they can find us a whole bunch of other places. They can find us by checking us out over at uh, facebook.com slash pwdotc or on Twitter at The Heel Turn. Those are the best ways to find out what we're doing all throughout the week and everything like that. Uh, another way that you can find us, if you feel so inclined, is uh, you can come literally hang out with us while we're doing the show live because that's a cool thing that we do over the internet. You heard us talking and taking some comments. That was cool. Yeah. Thanks to our friend in the chat who is asking us questions. It's Core. He's, he's Hi, Core. He's, he's a buddy. Yeah. Anyway, if you want to do that too, you can uh, hit us up at uh, mixler.com slash zonecast or uh, twitch.tv slash ozone online. We stream this sucker out live every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. So do it. Doing it. Make it happen. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the underscore ozone. Follow me on Twitter at I am John GM. John. Yeah. Next time we convene, a lot of wrestling will have taken place. Next time we convene, maybe let's not do this for so long. No, we're gonna do it even longer because we're gonna have to recap all the shows. God damn it! So, once SummerSlam stuff's over, we're gonna probably, hopefully, trim the show back down. But uh, SummerSlam's over. I'm gonna take a nap. All right. We'll be back then. And, and never wake up. Until then. Y'all yeah, come back now, you're here. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.